friends, it's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. You could find this podcast and all of our other content on resurrectministry.com. That's resurrectministry.com. You could also find Andy's Fearless Man podcast, my latest articles for the Christian Post. And we'd love it if you dropped us a line, say hello, send a prayer request or pray for us. That's awesome too. <laughs> and if you'd like to uh, send a donation of any amount, you could do that on the website as well, whatever, whatever payment method you're most comfortable with. Got one of my talking cards here. Okay. And, uh, or talking point cards. <clears throat> and today's question for you to write in the comment, I'll repeat it a couple of times, uh, but uh, it is, if you believe there is a heaven, that's a very strange way to start the question on a devotional. <laughs> <For Christians. laughs> well, it's so weird. They're, they're a stack of cards for Christians, folks. <laughs> there could be people that are new believers or yes. they're, they're on the But I don't the understand why the cards are like that. I don't know either. It says Christians on there. If you believe <laughs> there is a heaven, what do you imagine it would be like? Pretty elementary, I think, yeah. for the most part. Well, it's it'll be interesting to see what everybody focuses on. I know yes. what I'll focus on. Oh, so if you believe there is a heaven, <laughs> what do you imagine it would be like? That is the question. Type it in the comment, and we will read the devotional. And uh, if you can, like, share, or subscribe to the content, either on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, whatever you're watching on, Rumble, uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Hit the bell to get notifications when we come on. Yes. Um, it has been a while since we've been on. We've been really busy, though, oh. doing amazing stuff. We have some stories, a couple stories. We, okay. won't, we won't go late, Schnooks. Okay. <laughs> but we do have some stories of uh, the things that have been happening around us a little bit. And uh, I'm sure we'll be asking for prayer. Um, September 27th, right? And uh, the reference is Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 33.29. <laughs> This is going to be a this is going to be a good one. Yeah. Schnooks. Uh Deuteronomy 33:29 says, "Blessed are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord." Wait, how do you like who is like you, a people saved by the Lord? Is that better? Yes. I don't understand that. Who is like you, a people saved by the Lord? I don't know why that doesn't it does not clicking with me. Oh, okay. Blessed are you, O Israel. Who is like you? A people saved by the Lord? I guess the question mark at the end seems strange. Yeah, it does. It's 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 just like this card. <laughs> if you believe in heaven. Okay, let's just see what Charles has to say about it. Uh, this is Charles Spurgeon. He says, someone who believes Christianity makes people miserable is a complete stranger to it. Yes. Our faith would be strange indeed if it made us miserable. For consider the position to which we have been exalted. We are children of God. Do you believe God would reserve happiness for his enemies and only send mourning to his family? Heavens now. Should his foes have gladness and joy while his own children inherit sorrow and mis misery? Should a sinner who has no part in Christ be rich in happiness while we must mourn as though we were penniless beggars? No. Idiot. No. We will rejoice in the Lord always and glory in our inheritance. 
four, we did not receive a spirit that makes us a slave again to fear, but we received the spirit of sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. As his children, the rod of discipline will rest on us when we deserve it, but it will also work in us for comforts of the fruit of righteousness. As a result, through the aid of the divine comforter, we, a people saved by the Lord, will rejoice in our in God, our Savior. We are pledged to marriage with Christ. So can you imagine our loving bridegroom allowing his bride to linger in constant grief? Our hearts are woven together with his, and we are members of his body. And although we may suffer for a while, our head once suffered, we are even now blessed with heavenly blessings in him. We have been given all the comforts of the spirit, which are neither few nor small, along with the spirit himself, who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Thus, we are heirs of eternal joy and have already been given a foretaste of that inheritance. Even now we experience rays of the sunlight of joy as a prelude to our eternal sunrise. Our everlasting riches lie beyond the sea. The eternal city with firm foundations lies on the other side of the river. And yet today, gleams of glory from the spiritual world ahead cheer our hearts and urge us onward. Truly, this has been said of us. Blessed are you, O Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord? So. Yes. What do you got? Oh, Okay. I am reminded of what we went through in life group. Um, Matthew 11. And it's not actually a parable, but it was talking um, about dun, da, 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 <laughs> the father revealed in the son. And so it's, it goes from 25 to 30, Matthew 11, 25 to 30. And I was just struck by one of our friends there who's in a um, Bible study who was told that this whole concept of having an easy yoke of Jesus, it reminds us that when the yoke pulls or feels tense, that our hot heart posture should be to Jesus, what, what are you trying to tell me? Let's talk about this. Like, what's happening right now? Am I getting attacked by the enemy? Am I out of alignment with you? Uh, is there something that needs to calm me? You know, do I just need to sit in your presence? Mm. Oh, why are you downcast my soul, heart within me? Why are you disquieted? Like, it is supposed to be a time that teaches us to pause. And so... When he says all these things, like, why, if, a, if you're a Christian, why are you miserable? <laughs> that is a surely a sign that um, we need to turn to the Lord and ask. Simply ask, why? What is out of alignment in my life that I'm feeling this? What am, what am I walking through? What am I supposed to learn? Because we should rejoice in the Lord always. So if we're not feeling joy, something's out of alignment. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Kind of reminds me uh, of our home church, a, a little bit of what I was talking about, the difference of when I was a religious guy walking around a church and now a godly man, that bad things would begin to happen, 
and then I would get angry at God or other people. Um, and then you would think of ways to fix it. Then I would think of ways to fix it. Yes. And then it would get worse. <laughs> As opposed to going to God and say, how do I fix this? Yes. What's wrong? Yes. And like I was saying before, um, and, and um, even you and I've talked about it on the devotional from time to time is that the difference is that in the most dead, the, the most, the biggest times of turmoil, um, it's been not, not automatic, but it's, it's just been the, the, the thought process that I have now goes to, okay, what is the good that came out of it? As opposed okay. to, oh, how horrible that was. And I need to be miserable now because I just went through a horrible situation. It's learning what God's trying to walk you through. Right. Because if we don't learn from the experiences, then we're not growing in the Lord. Because each experience, good or bad, should be teaching us something. Because mm. we're refined by fire. So the bad is supposed to teach us something too. Right. Did I bring that on? Did the Lord, was the Lord trying me? Was that, was that a challenge? Was that a test of my faith? Or did I make a mess and now right. suffering the consequences of it? So I think Jackie, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapel, Channel Hills, even walks us through this from time to time and, and says, you know, uh, whether he talks about COVID or he's talking about whatever's going to happen with the church and how, you know, you know, that we can be tortured and killed. And he always goes, that'd be so great. <laughs> you know, it's always that same thing. It's like, even when I think about, um, and, I, and, I, and I hope you don't mind if I say this, but in, in, in your father's uh, passing away, uh, the most important thing that I continued to say to myself was that, man, am I so happy that I met him. Thank you. That I did not meet you after he was gone. The, the, the God gave him, um, you know, this, this beautiful family and your relationship. And I was able to see his love for you and his love for Zara and to be able to experience that, that, that the, the tragedy uh, is that now I don't have him in my life and you don't have him in my life, but we, okay. What is it? Wow. It, it was so great to be able to meet oh, him thank and to go out to dinner and have a couple laughs and, and, and fun and hear him talk about going to Disneyland in Las Vegas. <laughs> All that stuff was fun. Um, you know, the, the challenges of having kids, surely, you know, there's all kinds of things and, 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 and uh, chaos going on from time to time. But then sometimes you just have to laugh at the chaos yeah. and go, you know, we could either live a very lonely life that's very boring, um, which would be nice. <laughs> I lived that for a very long time. I was somewhat content at it. But now if we just, you just got to go, wow, I mean, this is, you know, these kids are pretty funny. You know, sometimes when they get together and, and, and banter back and forth and laughs and you just think, eh, it's uh, it's it's so much. There's so much love. I was so pleased today when we were um, at Golden Elementary School. Uh, they have a thing called Lunch with Loved Ones. And um, my back was turned and I was laying out the sushi that I brought for, you know, the first kid. And all of a sudden, this he came running up from behind me. I didn't see him coming. And he just gave me this biggest hug. And he goes, you're here. And it was just like so much joy Aww. in his voice and then how he squeezed me. I just thought, wow, I love this kid and he loves me. Aww, and it was, beautiful. he had no hesitation in front of his friends and anybody else. You know, some, you know, when they get teenagers get older, yeah. they don't it's, want to go. That's later. Yeah. They just get out of the car and they walk away. Tell he's not giving you a big hug in front of him. <laughs> Actually, he, he does give me hugs, but not the big hug that Bo gave me. Uh, and as he walks away, I go, I love you. And he like gets all embarrassed. 
but Bo came up and just squeezed me today and just gave me that love. And it's, um, it's those things where, you know, God, you know, even with, uh, you know, all kinds of things that could possibly go on in your life, that those little things are from God to remind you of his greatness. Uh, the time I spent with your dad and, and although he's passed now that I, I focus on how great it was to be able to, to spend Thank time you. with him. So it makes it wonderful. Let's get to some of these, um, these things here. I'm going to do it. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> okay, Carrie saying, hi, blessed evening to you too, Carrie. Hi, blessed evening. Menifee here. What is Menifee? Menifee is a city. The in, city. Uh, Riverside. Right. Okay. Yes. And Iris says, hi, everyone. She got a notice that we'd be on in 12 minutes. Yes, we actually scheduled this broadcast. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> uh, Robert Block says, heavenly. Yes, they answer the question. If you believe there is a heaven, what do you imagine it would be? Like heavenly, heavenly, good in one good word, point. he summed it up in one word. Uh, <laughs> Carrie was responding about a yoke, mm -hmm. it should be a perfect fit, otherwise, it will cause pain and even death. Yes, sometimes my own pain, my own yoke causes a lot of pain, and then I'm reminded to take Jesus's yoke. Mm -hmm. Yes, and don't steal the joy God gives in all circumstances. Again, that's like Andy's finding the silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie is responding to the top. I love point. that how she does that. Jesus and more Jesus, green, green grass, beautiful trees, animals, food that doesn't make you fat, and a job that is <laughs> perfect for me and just awesome. I love that you mentioned food. I love that you mentioned a job. In heaven? <laughs> in heaven. Yeah, because we have jobs in heaven. Oh, well. Okay. Yes. Some of us are governors and uh, responsible for nations and people. And, yeah. Think yeah. I could be a podcaster? And maybe. You never know. <laughs> maybe you're going to be announcing dinner time yeah so my imagination of heaven is lots of snugs. i want to do mine okay and i'm super skinny and i eat as much as i want and i never gain weight and the food is awesome so those of you that joined uh i, I see a few their uh, numbers go up is that we have these talking point cards that we read at the beginning and that's what everybody's responding to and it is if you believe there is a heaven. What do you imagine it would be like? So type your uh, response in the comments and that would be great. So I'll bring it up. Oh. We're jumping around a little bit. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But so, Carrie laughed at my response. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so bringing up the uh, yoke was one of the things I wanted to talk about as um, I hope that's okay because it's been brought up a couple of times and you brought it up in your response. And, and, I, and I, this is another question that I would love for you guys to to put in the comments is that a couple times in the discussion with our neighbors at the friends at the uh, life group, life group uh, that we had, we were discussing the yoke and that like oxen, um, the yoke goes over the, the necks and the shoulders of the oxen and they pull together to create, you know, a, you know, a line in the dirt for seeds and that kind of stuff. That's one, you know, whether it's pulling something, what have you, but they're, but there was something that kept coming up, and I'm not sure who was saying it, but they were talking about, you know, being a leader. And, and I think somebody, or maybe the thought was that Jesus would be leading. And I don't, I've never really looked at when they talk about the yoke. It's no, Jesus isn't leading. It's just we are going in the same place at the same time, and God is with us as opposed to leading. And so I wanted to have that discussion again. Okay. To see, to me, there's a difference. And now to most people, there may not be a difference. There, what you're saying is correct if you're in step. 
But if he's going and you just stop, he's leading, he's pulling Mm. because you're not keeping pace. So in the perfect circumstance, you're trotting along next to him. But if you don't realize that you need to follow his step, then it's going to tug on you. Which is not what he wants. Which is not what he wants. Okay. So basically, and that's what my point about what our other friend said, is that you have to take the tug as a prompting for the Lord to be like, hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. This is not supposed to hurt. This is not supposed to be a burden. This is supposed to be easy. Mm-hmm. So that's what we meant by leading in the sense that he's the one creating the pace. I gotcha. And so in a perfect circumstance, we're walking right alongside him. When we are simpatico. Exactly. When we're that's how step. it's supposed to. That's how, that's that's it, should feel. That's how it should look <laughs> and that's how it should feel. But if you suddenly go faster, mm-hmm. that'll pull on you. Then you're in front. Right. And if you stand back, then it's going to pull on you because you're not in step. So there's that concept of leading in the terms of that he's the prompting. He sets the pace. He leads how this thing should go. And if you make the error of trying to lead, he will stop you. Right. And if you drag behind, he will stop you. But only if you're walking with God will you feel that. If you're not walking with God, you're on your own and he it's no longer a yoke. You're you're departed from that. (laughs) (laughs) Or he just cuts it because you're that weight. (laughs) He cuts it and you're like, oh, flailing. Then you're just like this lost ox with with half a yoke on you going, where do I go now? Until he comes and hooks you back up again. (laughs) Carrie says. Uh, Yes, side by side. Yes. In the, in the perfect situation. Yes. I like Cindy's name, Cindy Joy. Cindy Joy, heaven worshiping God and experiencing his never ending love, no pain, no sorrow, but lots of peace and joy. Mm. Absolutely. That's beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> no, not Hanging no. from a noose. <laughs> not Hanging from a noose. Think about the correction on a leash. Ah, yes. Yeah, right. And the dog stuff. Yes. Right. Yes, I believe in heaven, Iris wants to confirm. There are so many beautiful creations on earth, in nature, the stars, and the skies. I know that heaven is even more unbelievably beautiful than earth. I can hardly wait. Mm. I don't think about any of those things. I don't think about animals. I'm not a big animal fan. <laughs> and, he, and even Pastor Jack says, some people you're going to get up there and you'll be like, oh my God, you're here? <laughs> I don't think about the other people. Sure. It's just Jesus and hamburgers. <laughs> And lots of bread. Lots and lots of bread. Wow. Yes. Because I don't get to eat bread. It's been like over a decade. I don't eat bread. So there's going to be lots of bread in heaven. That's so funny. I didn't think about that. Let's go to scripture before I get to my answer to that. But uh, yeah, we have a bunch of scripture here. Deuteronomy. 33.29. Blessed are you, Israel, who is like you, a people saved by the Lord. He is your shield and helper and your glorious sword. Your enemies will cower before you and you will tread on their heights. Mm. So maybe a different version will make more sense to you. Let's see. Who is like you, people saved by the Lord? They use a comma. NKJV version just uses a comma, not the, the mm. question mark. Which I, I get it. Makes that. more sense. Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. <laughs> 
Find joy in all circumstances, even in suffering. Romans 8.15, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. It's beautiful. Proverbs 22.15, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Well, one of your favorite verses there, yeah. the rod of correction. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Philippians 1 through 11. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and the deacons, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from this first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it until completion, until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I'm in chains or defending the confirming, defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Wow. Psalm 68, 19. Praise be to the Lord, to God, our Savior, who da daily bears our burdens. And this is from Psalm. And it's only later that he says, um, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And here he's saying, God, our Savior, the Lord God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, daily bears our burdens. <laughs> I think that's prophetic. Ephesians 1 through 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace be to you, God, from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the time reaches for fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who are the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance of the, until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. What a beautiful passage. Awesome. 
That is amazing. It is. So, if we just realize that's what Spurgeon's trying to call our attention to. If you realize what you have in Christ Jesus, you should walk around with the greatest smile on your face at mm-hmm. all times, no matter what you're going through on the earth. Because these are eternal promises. This is our eternity. Forget what happens here on earth. Let it go. You know, because this promise is beyond human imagination. And just think anything that we would receive here on earth in this world that would be a mark or a seal would be, we would go, there's no way we're having any seal on us. Like we're, we're not. You mean the mark of the beast? Yeah, anything. Like that they mark you like, uh, you know, in the Holocaust where they, you know, tattooed your number, whatever that was, or uh, that would be, I mean, it would just remind you of that. But not when God does it. We go, man, do we want that seal? That well, seals the, like, the Holy Spirit. It's like that grade double A, like a piece of meat. <laughs> and you're you're so good, but um, and, and then who is uh, who um, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance yes. until the redemption of those who are God who are God's possessions. That's uh, another passage of scripture that people refer to for the concept of eternal security is that. Once you believed and you're marked with that seal, once the Holy Spirit indwells, he doesn't remove it. Mm -hmm. The question is, do you have it? Yeah. Because once you do, it's a seal. It's a seal on your redemption. Yeah. So great. Thank God. (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, Oh, yeah. Let's get through these just in case. Locks. Oh, I love locks. Oh, is that what you we were still talking about? Heaven. <laughs> the food. Uh, Michael. Hello, beloved. Hello, Hello to you, Michael. And in heaven, everything will be perfect. Yes. Yes. That's Amen. Good. Imagine he knew us completely, that he knew we would look to him before we were even born. Amen. Mm-hmm. Based on his foreknowledge. Awesome. And then he knew some of us would take many, many years to get there. <laughs> Yeah, what are what when he thought like he's just like saying, uh, Andy's born. I'll see him in fifty years. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he'll meander around this the reservation. But and Hedy, we're gonna put a head cover on her for a while, and we're yeah. gonna do some stuff to her that she it'll be unbelievable. <laughs> and then she'll have this testimony when she when she yes. when she comes to me. Like how fun is that? Yeah. <laughs> for God. Um, so uh, at our, and I hope you remember uh, what it is, but one thing that we discovered going on another subject, oh, uh, our home Transition. church, our home church on Sunday that we now we are planning on, well, we've been planning to do once a month uh, on Friday, we went to Mar- Mariama's, which is uh, our friend who has a home church yes. that we go to. It's a little bit different than most of the other Bible studies that you probably go to. It's it's completely different. Um, but there, um, Stan, who was the guy, the gentleman who was speaking, uh, talked about that we should have a, a mission statement or yes. you know, and like we go, every well, other endeavor. And we thought, wow, how come we didn't think of that? <laughs> um, as the, entrepreneurs as we are. And so as we discussed it, I mean, we couldn't wait. We got in the, the car, we got in the car and started working on our mission statement all the way home. Um, you want to talk about that? Cause that's what you opened with, uh, about what our what our plan is yes and that, that way um like if kate watches this that she may want to even fly from australia to be here <laughs> <laughs> well it's 
it started for me when I created the ministry, which was meeting Jesus where you are. And you mentioned that we still, that you believe that concept as well, that, that what Jesus has is purposed for us is helping people meet Jesus where they are. So he will meet you where you are, wherever that may be, wherever you are in your walk. And so what we hope to do is be a place where people deepen that relationship and have breakthrough and break um, whatever difficulty they're having in their lives. We had one friend, I don't know if you're on Jan, who was having a really tough go of it. She's lost two, one family animal, maybe the next one's on its way out. It's been around for over a decade. And there was this heaviness on her and she let us know that coming had really lifted that heaviness for her, even for just a little while and just walking with. And so the other half of the mission is to build community, because as we all know, these are end times. We're watching persecution of the church. That's going to grow exponentially. We know it is. Jesus told us it would. Uh, so we will need to have personal relationships. We can't just go into gin ginormous buildings with thousands of people, wave hello and then walk out. We have to build those relationships because we're going to need one another. Mm -hmm. We're going to need each other for resources, for support, for encouragement, not to grow weary. And so it, we wanted it to be an open place for no matter where anybody is in their walk and that we would build community and deepen their relationship with the Lord. Yes. That's awesome. That's I think that's even better the second time. Really? Oh yes. God, I've practiced it, narrowed it down to a couple cents. Because I would say that maybe even both of our groups that we go to, um, the life, life group on Monday mm -hmm. and the Mariamas on Friday, um, are both um, the type of group where if you are new or exploring and not ever been in Christianity, like never been to a Christian church, never been to any like Bible studies, those would be hard places to start. Yes. Not, I'm they're not for, saying they're, for them, a seasoned they're bad. Yeah. Yes. 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 And, and really like the life group was one where at best you could be a, a, a Christian who, who fell away for a little while because of something that maybe had happened or some circumstances. And then you're coming back. Then but you, you know, the, you know, the, the ground rules. Yes. Yes. And then Mariama's, um, yeah, you could bring some fresh faces there, but it might, depending how they are, it, it may frighten them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're uh, so spirit filled meetings have no program. And I think those may be difficult for new believers because mm. they're still trying to mature in the Lord. And so when you're trying to build a foundation, it's difficult to go to a meeting that's that unstructured mm. uh, because you don't know what to expect. And that may be unnerving for some people. Some people yeah. may jump right in and have a great time. But for the most part, I think it's more for seasoned saints. Yeah. For us, we're more. Um, hoping that it still appeals to seasoned saints, but just people that may be just coming back to the Lord or newer in their faith, or as we learned from the parable of the sower, trying to make their heart good soil as opposed to thorny ones, thorny heart that is constantly choked out by the cares of the world. Finding a way to deepen the relationship with the Lord that is um, walking with Jesus in a way in which you turn to him constantly. He's rejuvenating you. You finding out what your gifts are, finding out what your purpose is and having breakthrough in those areas of your life. 
So I, I think just I want to revisit this why I, I brought all this up is that when we went on Friday, we it was really we don't go every Friday to Mariamas. It's, uh, it's like sometimes once a month or uh, and maybe there's even been a little bit more space on this Friday. We weren't necessarily. You know, we didn't have plans to go, but then we decided to go. And I think you may have told Mariama uh, that you, you were. We, we were, make a, we were coming. She actually didn't think we would because we had the home church the next day. Yeah. Thanks. Two days. But it's so interesting that God just gave us the information that we needed that really allowed us to focus on what it is that we wanted to accomplish on a, on our home church. And that's because Stan is prophetic, you know, yeah. and he has a gift to change what he said. He wasn't even going to talk about that, but he's felt that because of us in the room, he just felt that the needed mm -hmm. to shift to have it more of a leadership training. Like this is what you should do when you're trying to build a home church. And it, it, that's the thing about being in a spirit led meeting where you allow the spirit to teach and to move the way he wants to move. And sometimes very structured meetings don't allow for that to happen. And what's cool is that it, I'm not saying that that meeting was just for us because there were other people there that had different things that were going on where, whether it was, a, um, some of them were also leaders starting new leaders. Ministries. Yeah. yeah. Starting new ministries. And also, um, Dawn starting a new that's a new ministry. Oh, I thought she, yeah. it was what else is that called when you go missions? Mission. But it's it's a yeah. ministry for missions. Yes. But it was like how it was just like wow. It just Soft. dropped out of the heavens and said, These are things that you guys need to consider. And then we got in the car and went right to work. Yes. Based on two days before our meeting. Yeah. And it changed everything. I actually changed what I was going to talk about based on. All, all of the things that had happened during the week. So I just think that's really just God, God. is so amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> it just shows up. And when you're, when you're open and you're praying and um, you're available, he will speak to you uh, either directly to you or through other people. And it is so amazing um, how that all worked out. And I, I, I feel a thousand times um not better, but I just felt a thousand times more satisfied that God gave me the words that he did on Sunday that would have, I, I think it would, the other words would have fell short. Oh, uh, because now leading to the next thing, there was a couple people there that said that they, uh, they particularly needed that. Yes. Um, and then one lady in particular, yes. Do you want to go in a little bit of, I mean, no, no, <laughs> 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 something very dramatic very yes. dramatic it could possibly be a huge breakthrough but i don't want to talk about it until yes. god sees her through it but it was extraordinary it was extraordinary i i was just i told andy about it this afternoon i was like scared it was so extraordinary i was scared so it was just it was just an awesome evening we'll see how it ends up um working out but he moved in very amazing ways yeah which I don't would not have happened if we wouldn't have gone on for maybe right. even Monday, where kind of we uh, you know had whatever time that we had, and then Friday comes, and then we have that moment. It's just all these and Saturday, things, all these oh Terrible. Saturday, yeah, <laughs> that's so true. The Saturday message at your beloved yes. friends, yeah, it's just like each one of those things laid a little bit of another brick. And and, and what I love about that is that God mm. confirming for us, as I hope He does for you. That every step you take, and I'm so glad Kate's on because I think it's a really good example where every step you take 
to um, move in or to draw closer to God, he affirms for you, you're taking a good step. So we've had the amazing blessing of being part of praying over Kate in a couple of different circumstances. And I hope it's been quite a blessing for her. So that's God affirming for her, hey, this is, this is positive. You know what I mean? This is deepening her walk with Christ. You know what I mean? I think, I hope that each of us that are participating have some, in, in any activity that you do, I, we, we just encourage you to press in however that may look for you, but that you find that God affirms for you that you have taken the right step. Right. And then um, just one last thing that I want to make sure is clear, because you and I have been in we've started businesses like between us, probably 20 business. Um, and each one of them had a mission statement. And, and so in a, in a, um, an outline or a, a business plan of what was going to be happening within that business. And, and now realizing, which is so crazy that our ministry needed the same thing. This, this, this yes. home church, it, it, it keeps you focused and it allows us to understand what it is that we are going to do now every time we have a home church with and it just clarifies as opposed to us well what do you want to do this sunday i don't know what do you want to do look at some funny pot look. yes because it i mean it's so it's so crazy that this was not clear or that was not given to us before but uh, it was like okay these are the types of people that we hope to bring to our churches what we want to do when we go out and invite people when we create um, a graphic it will reflect that mission statement when people ask us about it, uh, you know, uh, Stan reminded us about having an elevator pitch and then a, a, a medium sized pitch and then a, a much longer pitch yes. is that that all those things will be focused around our mission statement. Yes. And just makes it so much easier when we're at a, you know, a, 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 you know, some type of gathering and people go, what do you do? Well, we have and, and we also make clear we're not trying to uh, eliminate people attending churches because we yeah. both attend several churches and so uh i and i think that's the way the lord is shifting what christianity look, looks like in the world as we get draw closer to persecution is that we need to be able to sustain ourselves if god forbid our churches are not available and so we continue to get fed the word by these wonderful pastors but we have to be able to be self-sustained in a community. So we can't just save ourselves. The Lord never saved each and every one of us to just save ourselves. Uh, it's the great commission that we go out and save others and that the generosity of a believer, as I read in Galatians 6, is first to the family of believers. So we carry each other's burdens. We support one another. We help a brother or sister that's stuck in sin. And these we do first to the family of believers. We do it to all people, but first to the family of believers. Mm. Perfect. Do you remember where we left off? In yes, comments? I do. Yeah. And so we have, we're interspersed with a little bit of um, response the to response the to what is heaven going to look like and comments, I think. So yeah. Carrie says, imagine he knew us so completely that he would know we would look to him before we were even born. So that's about the predestination with his foreknowledge. And Wayne, I think, is responding to the heaven comment. Mm -hmm. And it's ever learning of wonderful things. No more confusion. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Unlocking the mysteries of the universe. And Carrie is saying, this is so important. My area has no good church close. And due to her eyes, um, she can't drive. 
So there's many like her. And so, yes, we have um, another one of our friends that's usually on that's not on tonight that also cannot drive. So it's it, it's little things like that, Carrie, like where the people are limited. In my experience, I didn't even know any churches. So when I first came to Christ, I didn't know where to go. And I know for a lot of people, they're intimidated by walking into a church alone. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we could be a resource for them, too. And Wayne is again responding to heaven, saying fellowship will also be amazing. No more frustration. Oops, <laughs> I can see that. And then um, Kate's saying she's grateful. We're grateful to be on this journey with you, Kate. It's been amazing. Why not? Huh? Wait. Why not? Yeah. Oh, and uh, Wayne is saying as a deaf person, being able to hear and understand everybody would be awesome in heaven. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's aming, Wayne. Probably. Um, so you were reading the closed caption? Yes, or the... exactly. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, yes, please um, tell us. I, I would presume so yep. that it's the closed caption. And Jane, uh, Jan is saying, I was so blessed to receive nourishment physically, emotionally, and spiritually at your home church. It gave me the strength to say goodbye to our little Haley today. Oh, Haley's gone. I'm so sorry for uh -huh. your loss. Extremely hard on all of us. Much worse than we were expecting. But in heaven, I really feel my dogs will be there. Oh, thank you all for you have done to help walk through this loss. Love the mission statement and Andy's testimony. Thank you, Jan. Thank we you. love you. And uh, may God make it easy and bring um, peace and comfort in your home. Hmm. Carrie says, exactly. And Cindy says, I pastor a small rural church and we do life together all week, much like a home church. Oh, that's beautiful. Where are you from, Cindy? Yeah, see, a lot of people in other parts of the country still have that experience. It's just in the big cities that have kind of kind of lost that. <laughs> and I know, like, for example, I go to a Bible study that doesn't have that focus. So, like, you, you're not supposed to derail the conversation. It is like uh, a university class. You are there to learn this scripture. And comments must only be geared to that scripture. It is not a time to, you know, have the spirit move us in one direction or another. Mm -hmm. And so every you know, every meeting has a plan or a purpose. Same in a large church, you're there to get fed by the pastor. It's not a time for interaction except for the first couple minutes before or after. So the, I think it's the home church structure or a small rural church that is still small enough that people can communicate with one another allows us to build the community in that way. Cool. Uh, Kate says, my pastors are coming around in 30 minutes to anoint me with oil for healing. Oh, I love that. I haven't seen them in two years. Something's happening. Oh, <laughs> praise the Lord. We yeah. pray that your your uh, immune deficiency and all those problems go away. You know, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may you be rid of them. May you be rid of them. He's Jehovah Rapha. He could provide a supernatural instant healing, uh, Kate. And uh, that's what we pray for you. We pray for that supernatural instantaneous healing from the Lord. It's it's time you've been suffering from this long enough and we were praying for a new season. I, I had this strong sense. We just entered the period of Rosh Hashanah and the high holy days for um, the Jewish people, which is of, co of course part of our Bible. And Jesus ultimately comes in the last days to create um, a thousand year reign and then to bring about the new Jerusalem. So God's never finished with the Jewish people until that is complete. So their holidays and those days of commemoration have significance to us eternally. And so I'm struck by the fact that this is Rosh Hashanah. This is the beginning of the new year. And then we will enter the day of atonement coming up next week, I believe. And so this is a really 
uh, great time, I think, on the earth where some, uh, hopefully some wonderful shifts will happen. People will enter new seasons, uh, new seasons of joy and of courage and of strength. Uh, and that we will, I think with the new courage and the strength, even though the persecution comes, God's fortifying his church to be able to carry that burden. And so um, thank you all for being on this walk with us. Yes. Carrie says, oh, so glad Jan was helped. Yes, it was, it was beautiful. So wonderful to have her there. And Cindy's in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Where the... <laughs> <laughs> Carrie says, I went to the same church for 27 years, but pastor got politically correct. So home uh, church would be good. Yeah, that happened a lot. Yeah. You know, that so happened crazy. a lot. It's a great falling away that comes. Oklahoma. I want to go to Oklahoma. You may be going. You have, oh, that's you right. have a big case there. <laughs> yeah. So we may have to find out where Cindy is so we can go visit her church. Yes. That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Oklahoma. I knew that was because I wanted to sing that song the last time you said Oklahoma, which was <laughs> okay. telling me that I had a case in, in Oklahoma. Uh, Cindy says, yes, I'm Jewish, now Christian, been teaching my people about Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yes, wow. it's so important, Cindy. I had, I grew up with all Jews, so I knew of the holidays in passing and all my friends celebrated them. I, you know, did the Sabbath the dozens and dozens of times, Rosh Hashanah celebration, sat in the Sukkot, but I had no, no understanding of what they meant. And so it's so wonderful to have Jewish believers explain that um, in a context in which Christians can understand it and appreciate it because God is never done with Israel. And um, it's, it's just an important part of our faith to have an appreciation for what those holidays mean. And mm -hmm. Jesus's ultimate fulfillment of those holidays. You said Sukkot? Sukkot. What's a Sukkot? It's the day of the tent where you, you stay outside. And oh. you, you have these festivities in the tent. I haven't learned the Christian significance of Sukkot yet. Mm -hmm. I just know that my friends were Jewish version of it. Yeah. Did you stay out in a tent? <laughs> um, well, you don't. I didn't live there. I wasn't Jewish. So oh. the, the, your Jewish families would build a tent outside their home and stay in it as much as they can. I knew families that went back inside. But we would have lovely feasts out there in their Sukkot tent. Hmm. Cindy like could a, tell us more. Is it like an easy up? No, no. You had to build it with leaves. It was built. What? Yes. Oh, they're so cute. You want to visit? We one? That, we'll go we, to Debbie's. We have that Jewish uh, temple right down the street here. We should follow yes. one of those people home. No, so, Debbie has one. We'll go to Debbie's. Really? Yeah, she invited us to visit her so quick. Huh. Yeah. Never heard of such a thing. Things I learned. Yes. This is the greatest podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I encourage you, if you don't have an understanding of these holidays, to the precept Bible study by Kay Arthur is just extraordinary. The way, the way she gives the appreciation for, I mean, I was, we're in Ezekiel right now, and just the way she encapsulates the fact that all of these prophets warned, and all of them prophesied the coming of Christ, that if if the Israelites would have opened their hearts, they would have seen all of that prophecy coming into fruition. And now us looking at back at some of this scripture that's, you know, 2,500 years old and being like, wow, this is all about Jesus. Mm. It's just. Yeah, it is amazing that even even I, when uh, Jack will be reading scripture or somebody will be reading scripture and I'll go, wait, and I'll go, hey, is, aren't they talking about Jesus? And I go, is that Old Testament? Yes. And I go, yeah. And I go, oh, my gosh. I hear it now, so where awesome. I used to not be able to hear it. 333 prophecies. That is crazy. So every time I hear one, I'm like, oh, I bet that's one. So all day she's been listening to this video, this uh, K, -author. K, K author talking. 
And so I find myself working near her because I want to hear what Kay says. So like <laughs> emotional, like so dramatic, right? She's yeah. so deep and she doesn't hold anything back. She's like, we must, the Lord is constantly telling his people, return to me and I will return to you. Do not walk in disobedience. Listen to me. I do not do anything on the earth that I do not tell my prophets before time, mm. beforehand. And so he's just constant. It's the same message for thousands of years. He's just telling us, repent, turn, and I will turn to you. Repent, turn, live in obedience. Mm. Jesus says, if you love me, follow my commandments. That's so good. And Cindy thinks, slow. that's funny, fun stuff. <laughs> yes, so good. Okay, last thing. Because I, I remember I said we were gone a long time and a lot happened. I didn't, you oh, know, okay. I want to I fill people in. What's Wayne say? Thank you all. We'll meet someday soon in the clouds and then heaven, then back to earth in the millennium. I want to name my horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering what color horses we get. And I, you know, I got to say, you know, with a little bit of anticipation, like I want a cool position. I want a cool job too. Yeah. And like Carrie, I want a cool job. I don't want to be like flipping hamburgers, even right. though I love the hamburgers. I want to have like this dramatic yeah, horse that I ride on this, you know, yeah. I don't know if I'll need a sword, but nonetheless, <laughs> you want one. I want you to want look to cool. <laughs> you know, I think everybody, a lot of people get a white horse. I, I, then I, I want a black horse. Yeah, I don't know. So in uh, one of Ezekiel's visions, he pictures a red horse, white horse, black horse. He has a vision hmm. and a spotted horse. Oh. Yes. Like a Dalmatian. Um. Well, I don't know if it's like a Dalmatian horse is the brown and white spotting, right? Yeah, it's like a pinto. Yeah. Yeah. One more from Cindy and then I'll oh. finish my talk. Yes. Amazing prophetic Old Testament. My friend who is Jewish was just saying you can't be Jewish and Christian. I was explaining how Jesus is all over the Old Testament. It's just a continuation. Amen. Mm, that's awesome. Carrie's like, I love animals, drawing and data. <laughs> great. <laughs> we had a great uh, artist at uh, the home church at Mary Alma's. She yes. Was, she drew a lot of the people that were there and drew an amazing picture of you. So amazing. Praying. Uh, first, about heaven. I think every said pretty much what I also think it'll yeah, be like, like. What's the first thing that you want? That he'll give me back my, my thick flowing hair that I used to have. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> See, like, so that when I'm riding my horse, it's like going like a Nazarite, like the, uh, in the long hair with a bow. Yeah, what was that uh, that actor's name? He was a model, but he was also on the cover of the oh, the books. Yeah, what was yeah, yeah. his name? I want that Fabio. Hair. Fabio. I want that. I want Fabio's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. So last thing that happened uh, while we were gone that I just want to to uh, talk about with you. Because it was very moving mm. and uh, with us, with the two of us in particular, and I think for the people that were there, is that uh, Zara, everybody heard, has heard about Eddie's daughter, my daughter, uh, named Zara, um, 15. Mm -hmm. And um, she's been uh, at the home when we've done other things, when we do our podcast, that kind of stuff. But she never really comes out and you know participates. Um, but we had our home church on Sunday, and suddenly... I, I saw her coming out and then sit with us all. There's like 14 people the there, all praising God and listening <laughs> to music or worship, music, worship, and um, uh, talking about scripture. And I was, I was given my testimony, well, another version of my testimony. And there she comes out and, and, and I was like, I, I, my, I started to get a little fluttered. <laughs> 
and here's Zara coming out. And if, for those of you that have been around a long time, just know that it's been, you know, rough one, road. a rough road. <laughs> I allow you to say that. But um, I do want you to talk about that, about what what it meant to you to have Zara come out and maybe even give us a, your idea of why she came out, if she even told you. Well, I, um, as I've shared before, and I've written about it in articles too, my daughter suffered from a somewhat extreme case of uh, what we called rapid onset gender dysphoria, where she suddenly said she was not a girl. Um, she wasn't sure what gender she was. She didn't think she was male. She thought she was no gender. Um, she struggled with same sex attraction. I mean, uh, you name it, the whole host of crazy that's out there. And it was, um, I fought with her therapist because the therapist was telling me I needed to affirm her. I knew teachers in school were trying to affirm her. And it, and I just kept speaking, um, God's truth over her. I said, listen, God loves you. And I understand what you're struggling with. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you through the struggle. I'll do whatever it takes to support you, but I will not give up on God's promise for your life. And he wants you to know that he loves you and that you're his daughter. And so God had set these promises before me that um, in my deepest, darkest moments, and I would cry, he would say, she is my daughter. Leave her to me. I will take care of her. And showed me a vision of her getting married and me at the doorstep with my husband and we're giving her away. So she's basically driving off with her husband as she gets married. And so I told, I tell her that vision constantly. And I told her, I said, I have seen it. The Lord does not lie. There's a promise that'll come true. And I said, you just have to believe it. And so she's been slowly coming around. She's been turning her life around quite dramatically. And I think this was that last step, I go and ask her afterwards. She will not talk about it. She denies it <laughs> because I don't think she wants to give me the satisfaction. Uh, but, and my friend Jonathan, who leads the missions at Calvary, said he did the same thing to his mother. Every time she brought it up, he would deny it. He would say it didn't affect him, but he said it would hit him like a dagger. <laughs> so I, I have no problem with her denying it. But I think she just... Um, it's the pull of the Holy Spirit. It's just the Lord pulling on her. Mm. And that's why I wanted everybody to pray over her. And, and I mean, and I have often prayed to the Lord, quicken whatever she needs to go through and bring her to her knees. I don't want the prodigal go that goes off for 20 years. I'm like, if whatever she needs to do, do it to her now. You know, whatever demons you have to send, whatever difficulty you have to send, well, I will carry her through it. And let's just get to the point where she turns and repents and turns. Mm. So hopefully that's just another step in the process. So keep us in your prayers, please. That was awesome. I, I see a, a softening in her presence. Yeah. Um, so that's good. It was really, it was amazing. I really uh, was blown away. And then everybody's response to pray over her. And yes, it was just something else. It was very emotional. Um, about 15 Yes. And Andy was telling her how much he loved her. He does that all the time, but that struck her and she just started crying hysterically and later explained to me, she said, it reminded me of my grandfather uh, who she loved more than life itself and was very, very hit a very, very, was hit very hard when he passed. And so it was the only um, impression of a father figure she's ever had. Um, and so for Andy to say that means that she's starting to see you that way. Um, I know she has because she's made several references to it. So mm. that's um, huge. I think that's huge for her sense of security and safety and coming into her true identity that the Lord has promised her. 
So if I could say one thing about, uh, and maybe you can wrap up too, is that I, I, when we, when I, when I was going through all these things tonight, uh, between the devotional and what happens at our, you know, our life group and our home church with Mary Amon and our home church here and the scripture that has been, you know, uh, been before us and everything that we've done has been a little bit of a repeat, but there, God was hammering these things home is that we don't want to say anything about who we are. I want you to see how great God is, that God has been present and leading us uh, giving us words to give you and it's all him just showing up and it's been an incredible just couple weeks i can't and even he will show up for you <laughs> i can't even tell you <laughs> we're no one special we're just right. kids and so i i hope that that comes out and i and i i so really important. worry sometimes that you know when we talk so much about ourselves that we're not taking this we, we try not to make this about us but the only story we have to share is our story and uh what's happening and it's just pretty spectacular when um, from where we came from. Yeah. Where you come from. Cause uh, I, I talked about how my heart had uh, was made of the, the thorny, you know, ground um, to the, you know, the rocky ground where the seeds would come in and, and I, they, they would be there for a second and then they'd either be choked out or they would be burnt out by something that I had decided to do or some, wrong step that I would take based on my flesh. And it is so much different um, that it's fertile ground uh, for his word and the difference that that makes and um, how you, you can see his presence everywhere. And it's not making stuff up. I, we could just, I could talk to you probably through three or four other things uh, that are just That's amazing. Enough, so, I think for us. No, I got 10. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So sharing your experience about our kids. I have four sons and one day he rang and asked me if he can come to my door as a girl, would I accept him? And I said, I'd always love him, but God gave me four sons. And if he wanted me to have a girl, he would have given me one. It turned him back to God. Amen. No, wow. We have to stand on God's truth in love. And they, they sense the conviction, you know, God's words never come back void and they just, it's, it convicts them. And when I've listened to testimonies of kids that came out of trans of a trans life or a same sex um, relationship, uh, they said it was their parents standing on God's word that pulled them out mm. and never compromising that. Uh, and so we just got to stick with it. We just got to mm. stick with it. There's some things that we've been going through with the teachers union and it, it, it going into some investigative work and trying to figure out, you know, why our schools are so bad. And it's turning more and turning out to be more and more about the teachers unions. Um, and I want to make sure you're aware of Hedy's article that's going to be coming out on Thursday about this very subject at the, on the Christian Post. So go to the ChristianPost.com <clears throat> on Thursday. I'll, I'll share it on my social media. And I've uh, made a couple of videos to show the connection uh, between our school here in Placentia Orleans Unified School District and their union connected to the state union and the national union and how they all are uh, working together uh, to really indoctrinate our kids into this nonsense that uh, we believe had a, a huge part in what was going on with Zara too. So um, look for that article, the Christian Post. Uh, Hedy is an amazing author and uh, writes Thank amazing you. articles. And I just wanted to explain it. I wanted people to understand 
the chrono chronology of how these things happen and how they get passed down from a national entity to a local mm -hmm. entity. So yep. I hope it's helpful. And Kate says a counselor tried to convince him he was female. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got to got to love those crazy counselors. It's all in what we're finding. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's And that's by state law. So I don't know if it's the same in Australia, but in California, they're mandated by law to affirm the gender of a child. So you get this confused child. I mean, like when she started therapy, she was 12. You take a confused child and affirm what they're telling you in the midst of that chaos. Right. This is the most ludicrous thing. Instead of helping them resolve conflict, you're affirming chaos. If she said, would have said she was a giraffe, would they would have stretched her neck out with... <laughs> right? And say, I think you should start wearing giraffe clothes. You know what I mean? Or kitty ears because you thought you were a cat. Yes. It's the stupidest thing you've ever heard. But it's been happening all over the world. So it's not... It's not we're not... Fortunately, we're not the only one. It's happening in Australia. Yes. Uh, but Italy has made a huge change. They elected a, a, a conservative prime minister and they're calling him Mussolini. Oh. Her. They're trying to call her Mussolini. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But the people voted her in. And that's the thing you got to understand that there are far more people than we know yes. that are just tired of this nonsense. So uh, things are changing, but yet Jesus is going to come and it's, it's, yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to fight, but it's at some point, it's just going to be the end. <laughs> it just goes from bad to worse. Yeah. Uh, and he says, our stories are the story of God in us. He mm -hmm. wants us to fellowship in him and give a testimony. Amen. Overcome with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Thank you, yes. Cindy, for joining us today. Yeah, awesome. So great to hear from you. Uh, she says, Cindy also says she has an adopted daughter that explored her sexuality with same-sex stuff in middle school. Mm -hmm. She walked away from that. It has been normal for her mom, went back and forth, and her friends were all also thinking this way. Yes, that's yeah. another thing. It's turned cool. I mean, my day, we were like punk rockers, or we were like goth or whatever, but now it's like, I'm cisgender. I'm bisexual. I'm, you know what I mean? It, it's part of their coolness to do it. And so that makes it even harder because some of them just do it just to be popular or just to seem yeah. like they're cutting edge. The studies are showing that 70 to 90% um, of the children who go through that period of time, just eventually just grow out oh, of it and go back to whatever sex they were born. God will. Yeah. Amen. And Carrie's saying, yes, Cindy, they've made it a fad. Yes. Absolutely. All right, my love. Can we pray? Oh, so much to pray for. <laughs> Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for this opportunity to fellowship with all these wonderful um, sons and daughters of yours and our new friends and our new family members, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, please speak to their hearts, uh, edify them with the words of wisdom that come from your from your word sharper than to any double-edged sword that cuts between bone and marrow, between soul and spirit. Speak to their hearts, Lord. Help them to grow in you. Give them strength and courage to overcome the battles that they face, the trials and tribulations of life, Lord. And we know that that trial and tribulation may increase, but it will increase. But you give us strength and you give us joy, Lord. And so we ask for you to Help us to walk in the victory that you have predestined for us. You've sealed us with the Holy Spirit, Lord, until the day of redemption. And we want to know and feel that every single day. Can we be empowered with that knowledge and that wisdom of being sealed with the Holy Spirit so that we could just experience your peace, your peace that 
that passes all understanding, Lord. And most of all, love of all the food of the spirit, Lord, kindness, gentleness, forbearance, self-control. We ask for love, love amongst us, love with our family members and love with our community members so that we will bring them closer to us as um, times get more difficult, Lord. You have put this calling on our hearts and we hope that we do justice to your word and to the mission that you have called us to. We love you. We honor you. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, my friends. We good love night, you Michael. Good night. Michael says good night. <laughs> good night, everyone. We good. love you. God bless. God bless. Edify app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. Yes. Edify. The Christian Podcast Network. <laughs> Download night. and subscribe. Good night. Good night. Good night.